go. What up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I am joined by my good friend, Aram in Toronto. What's up, Aram? Not much. Happy New Year, Patrick. <laughs> you sound so unexcited. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I think happy we're just New happy. Year, Aram. Yeah, I think, you know. I don't know about you. I'm happy this year is over and I'm looking forward to next year starting. So let's get to it. (laughs) Come on, 2022. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. 2021 was a very interesting year for everybody around the globe. But keeps getting more interesting too, though. So don't think it'll stop with 2021. Yeah. No, we're (laughs) we're we're still we're still right there. But it's interesting, right? Because like uh doing this podcast last season to this season has been similar but different right because for me it's like they were so mediocre to bad last year and now they're so good that it's just such a different vibe around this team and the attention that this team is getting and you know like it's always fun to cover the Warriors no matter what but um it's definitely way more fun when they are one of the best teams in the league. Oh, man. I mean, you think about the trajectory that they've been on in just this one calendar year. I mean, we were talking a little bit um, off off, uh, off mic um, around the Christmas game about, like, thinking back to last year's Christmas game when they got, you know, destroyed by the Bucks, And we saw a mm-hmm. little bit of a glimpse of Wiseman. Um, and, but they were just definitely a shell of a team trying to figure things out. They didn't know what they were doing. I think we all were too, to be fair. But um, but like you're saying, to see them as legitimately one of the best teams in the league, totally back in the title contention uh, conversation, um, it's it's been an amazing trajectory for that to happen in one year. And there's yeah. been a lot of things that we are are not seeing that have made that happen. So um, I mean, kudos to them for doing all the work behind the scenes and kind of like restructuring things and, and also for the players to be, um, you know, putting their mind to it too, that like, Hey, this is a, and seeing that this is an opportunity because I think that they do see it as an opportunity, which leads to, you know, good chemistry, um, both on and off the court. Um, and, and just like prioritizing winning, and doing mm-hmm. doing things the right way. So uh, from the top down, there's just a lot of cohesion that's going on. When when last year it was a little bit uh, th- like throwing darts at a board. So yeah, it's crazy to think how much of a makeover this team got. I mean, teams always change from season to season, but this one was pretty drastic. I mean, just a year ago we had guys named Kelly Oubre Jr. Brad Wanamaker, Alan Smilagich on this roster, Michael Mulder. Ken Bazemore. Oh man. Yeah. So what you know, roster. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for 2022 and what is to come. So this is a celebration, right? This is a celebration of the new year. And what would a new year be if we didn't have resolutions? So I want to talk to you about you know, like basketball, Warriors, NBA resolutions that you would like to see in general. You know, I'm keeping it broad. Well, this is one of those things, right? And um, because the NBA season starts in the fall and carries over through the winter and into the early summer, it's one of those things. It's like, it's different than the, it's different than the preseason, like 
hopes and dreams that we had, right? Because right. we have a significant case study that we can we can project ahead or or base off our uh, resolutions. And so, you know, I was actually talking to my my uh, my kid today, and we were trying to talk about resolutions and um and he had like a wish for the year and it's like oh well that's different right a wish is different than a resolution so a mm -hmm. resolution is something kind of a little bit more concrete that is in your power to do more right? active right more yeah. active than like hopeful yeah. and passive right yeah yeah so so with that in mind i i did i did have a few um resolutions for the warriors so um i i mean they're they're kind of uh grouped into things and so the, <laughs> the first one and you know maybe this is also because uh for some reason i watched that entire denver game the other night um which was pretty <laughs> ugly it was pretty ugly because um, you're a diehard what are you talking well, about yeah <laughs> and, and i'm on the east coast right so um but you know and this is definitely informed uh by the recency bias but it, it's also statistically it's holding true that their free throws their free throw shooting has to get better mm -hmm. um steph and pool uh not not really the problem you know draymond surprisingly shoots pretty decently but for some reason, the rest of the team, uh, they're somewhere ranked in, in the 20s. And you really saw that in the Denver game. They missed about half their free throws. A lot of those were by Kaminga. He was super active, getting fouled left and right, but he couldn't make a free throw. So um, I think, I or I hope, that that is a uh, kind of a case study to be, or a lesson to be, hey, guys, you know, if we had made a few more free throws in that Denver game, we would have won it. You know, even even with having the offensive troubles that we had so mm -hmm. far and so forth. Uh, and that free throws can help our offense because all the games that they've lost uh, have been ones where they couldn't score enough points, right? right? They struggled to find offense and can that offense come from the free throw line? And I think there have been games this year um where the offense was helped by somebody getting to the line. I think Poole had a game where he was, you know, yeah. 12 of 12 or something yeah, like yeah. that, where where he, I think it was the Philly game where he shot terribly, but he still made it to the line mm -hmm. uh, a whole bunch of times. And so they need to get to the line more and they need to shoot them better. So, so that's one. And hand in hand with that one, and this, so this is like on the court resolutions that they can definitely do things about, is um, can we set some better screens, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Draymond, Looney, they're great. And I don't know if it's because we lack like a true big man. We don't have like a Bogut, uh, a Nazili, you know. They're both we available. Have, we don't have these guys <laughs> for them to run around, right? So right. so maybe but you know, auto porter setting a screen is a lot different than than Bogut, right? But still, let's set some better screens. And um I hope that's one of the things that Wiseman is working on with Milievich. Oh, those are those are solid, man. Those are Coach Coach Aram in Toronto <laughs> <laughs> with the X's and O's. All right, so I don't have an on court one for uh, the first one. Um, this is <laughs> this is more of me and uh, uh, just as a Warriors fan, my resolution. Again, we're going broadly, anything around the Warriors or basketball. Mine is to stay off Warriors and NBA Twitter more often. 
And if you're out there listening and we communicate on Twitter, it's not you, it's others, right? <laughs> because we all know that social media can be toxic, can be funny and a little absurd. And just like in any other kind of realm or vertical, whatever you want to call it. And Warrior Twitter is, is, uh, uh, very much like that. And sometimes it just gets a little exasperating because you're just like constantly on it and reading these uh, horrible takes. There's some good takes, definitely some good takes, but a lot of horrible takes. And you're like, wait a second, why, why, why is this bugging me so much? So my thing is to just, you know, go on there when, you know, I kind of should be on there. And then otherwise to kind of take a step back, maybe put some stuff out, but not so much like scroll, scroll, infinite scroll right? Yeah. through everything to maintain that uh, sanity. And, uh, you know, basically just some, some mindfulness about Warriors uh, Twitter and social media in general. So that that's, that's me personally. Well, I think it's also an encouragement to people that uh, out there that um, it's true, right? When you're reading it and there's some really great fans out there, some great takes. So just encouraging everybody, if you're going to be on Warriors Twitter, just just put some good takes out there, you know, save the bad ones, you know, <laughs> write them down on a paper yep. and then crumple up and throw it away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. What's your next one? Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. I, I'm going to do some more concrete ones because a few of these, I, I'm, I'm just like, it's a little bit too, uh, too out there, but okay, here we go. That's great. Um, I want to see more consistency from pool. So I was looking at his splits and actually, you know, his splits aren't that, aren't that like wild in terms of like how he plays in wins and losses. I mean, obviously percentage points, um, uh, his shooting percentages are better in wins. Uh, he plays more minutes in wins, um, <laughs> which, uh, uh, I guess that makes sense. Um, he's really important for this kind of latter two thirds of the season. Mm -hmm. Clay's coming back imminently. Kerr's just said the other day, uh, he's going to be starting. No, you know, he's going to be on a minutes restriction, but sure. he's starting right away. And so Poole is going to be coming off the bench. So that's going to be a new role for him. But he still has the same role of being like an extra score, a release valve, right? He has a really important role in this team. And I don't know. I mean, you know, I looked at his splits and, you know, I'm not some like um, thinking basketball, uh, you know, stats guru, but uh, I know the eyeball test is that when we're playing well, it seems like he's he's playing well, whether it's mm -hmm. shooting well or whatever. When he's playing well, we do well. So so I want to see consistency in that bench role, um, you know, with with the COVID protocols. Hopefully, you know, the disruptions won't be too much more this year, but that he'll fill in these gaps, you know, mm -hmm. Um I think that's a really important role for him. So, uh, and just like I mentioned before, every time they've lost, it's because they couldn't score. So, mm -hmm. and he is one of our best scorers, right? So, mm -hmm. so I just want to see more consistency from him. What do you think his ceiling is at this point? We've talked about this for months <laughs> and, you know, it kind of shifts the goalpost shift and everything. So just, off the top of your head, like right now, after seeing him for 30-ish games or so, what kind of vibe are you getting for him right now? I think early in the season, I was like, oh, like Jamal Crawford. 
But mm -hmm. I actually don't think he is as good of a scorer as Jamal Crawford. I mean, Jamal Crawford is like yeah. an amazing scorer. Smooth as hell. But what's surprised me about Poole is that he hasn't been he hasn't been getting killed on defense. Like Crawford was like <laughs> just like go after that guy, right? Right, yeah. So I don't I you know, I think he has a a potential to be a starter. Like, I mean, he's played pretty pretty damn well this first third of the season. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm struggling to find a, a, a comp, you know, I, I don't know that it, um, that there, you know, the CJ McCollum comp has been thrown out there. Sure. And I think that's also some of our, uh, you know, it's like the, uh, body type, uh, sure. and, yeah. Yeah. and, you know, uh, comparisons that we fall into sometimes. So mm -hmm. I, I actually struggle to find a comp for him right now. Do you have yeah. one? I don't. I mean, I'm actually not looking for a comp because we've tossed them all out, whether it's uh, Jordan Clarkson. Last season, I towards the end of the season, I tossed out campaign, you know what I mean? Cameron Payne mm -hmm. on Phoenix. Uh, and you toss out the Jamal Crawford one. So to me, it's just like, I think it is about consistency. I think that is the next level, right, of showing what he can be and who he can be. We know how he can score. And like you said, he's not getting killed on defense and not, it's not just about improving. It's about if his shooting percentages can become as solid as like clays were, you know, clays have been throughout his career, which is really high. It's a really high standard, mm -hmm. especially from three, but anything close to that, then you're talking about a certain type of player. If you're talking about somebody who will go like four for 12 and then, you know, seven for 10 the next night, then then we're still talking more of that like microwave off the bench heat check yeah. kind of you know pseudo you know modern day chucker a little yeah. bit <laughs> well, well so you asked ceiling i mean so maybe not we don't need to talk about comps but do you feel like uh ceiling like ceiling of a high rise like fringe all-star <laughs> I think fringe all-star like I've I've tossed the idea around that at some point maybe if you know eventually Clay kind of does the the uh, Manu Ginobili thing and comes off the bench not right away but maybe in a few seasons who knows when maybe when his contract expires and he re-ups maybe Jordan Poole if he's still around <laughs> maybe he becomes the starter and I don't see him becoming a consistent all-star, but like you said, fringe. Like maybe he has one season where he's like just killing it, hitting 25 points per game, and he can get in there, you know? Yeah. But yeah. uh and and that's I got no problem with with uh that being his yeah, nothing ceiling, wrong with to that. be honest. Yeah. Especially since a year ago, I thought he was like not very good at all <laughs> to say it, to say it nicely, you know? So, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm just curious, like, again, the consistency, like you were saying is what is going to make his career and is going to make his next contract. Right. Yeah. 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 So can I go to my next one? Cause it's a good yeah. segue to For from sure. fringe all, about fringe all-stars. Uh, so my, my other one is, uh, my other resolution and, and we have a role to play in this is, uh, to kind of paraphrase uh, or to kind of evoke Draymond is uh, get my man Wiggins to the all-star game. Yeah. Said, get, get my man out of Phoenix, but get my man to the all-star game. Let's go. Let's get Wiggins to the all-star game. I know, you know, Warriors PR has been part of, you know, a little bit part of that too, but like, 
I mean, before he went into the COVID protocols, I mean, he was, and ever since those Minnesota games, like he has been on a tear and it's been consistent. Yeah. And, and the three point shot at 42% or thereabouts is like, that's incredible. He's really refined his game in ways that are not super perceptible, but I know a lot of the time last year would be like, Oh, like turn around 22 footer, you know, yeah. he still does. He still does that occasionally. Yeah, he'll take um, those, yeah. But uh, it just, it just seems he's he's really streamlined and focused on a lot of things and again just to like re you know think back of where we were at the beginning of the season we didn't even know if he was going to play right and and now he's playing at this fringe all-star level where i mean it's not even you know who knows if he'll actually make the team but but that he's even being talked about that he could right and i don't think it's just warriors pr that's ta- that's saying that no not at all Obviously, his reputation and his quietness and the fact that he's like lower on the ladder on this Warriors team affects things. But I mean, what I think I saw is that he was shooting like 41, 42 percent from three since that mm-hmm. Minnesota game. And I've talked about this, too. It's like this is the team. And we talked about this after Christmas. It's like this is the team where he can finally just slot into the role that he's supposed to play. Right. He couldn't do that last year. And he definitely couldn't do it the year before when Steph was out with a broken hand. But now it's like he knows the things that he is supposed to do. And his shots come so much more easily, not just with Steph, but with Draymond and Poole Mm -hmm. out there and Otto Porter Jr. and whomever else is on the court because they are just so much more dangerous. They have so much more firepower. So it's made the game even easier for him than last year and the year before, you know? So like, I would love to see him get, I I really like Andrew Wiggins, you know, he just, you just root for that guy because for all intents and purposes, seems like a good dude. Never, you know, makes noise for anything. Yeah. The only press he gets is when he didn't live up to expectations, right. In, uh, in Minnesota. So uh, I want to see it also because like, Every every time Kaminga plays well, every time Wiggins plays well, every time something good happens, yeah, thanks Minnesota. You know, what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no, not going to go good. away. Like it feels good. It's not going to go away for them because Kaminga's nineteen and Wiggins is what twenty six. It's just yeah, going to keep like that. getting better for us. So yeah, I, uh, I dig that. I dig that. Okay, my next one. I don't have any on-court ones, <laughs> so that's all right. Because I it's good because I feel like I talk about on-court stuff all the time, you know. Um, but one resolution I have is for myself and for Warriors fans in general to be uh, appreciative of the team and the organization as it stands right now that we have in general. And I know the nature of fandom is just like having fun, spouting off, having hot takes and everything. But let's just stop right now and look at this team that's 27 and 7 and has been missing Clay Thompson, James Wiseman, and recently has had several guys out due to COVID protocols. And by the time we reach the springtime, this team is going to be, you know, knock on wood, like relatively healthy, but this team is going to be very very special it's going to be special in a way that 
the other dynasty teams have not been in the sense that there's talent that ranges from age 19 <laughs> to 34, like top tier talent. And that is and Andre's like 37 too. So exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah, put that up there too. Like, so 19 to 37, if you want to say, right. And I'm just super excited for that. And hopefully people can take that in stride and not, not take these moments for granted. Like I'm enjoying watching Jonathan Kaminga develop, you know, I'm enjoying mm -hmm. every time he surprises me with like a move or with a skill or with like his touch around the basket or with his ability to get around a bigger guy or past a smaller guy, you know, like it's all really exciting. And again, I'm still a believer in Wiseman and I mean, Clay's coming back, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure you saw some of those clips, man, of like him just scrimmaging or just shooting around with Steph on the court, right? Like, because they didn't play in Denver, he got a scrimmage in with the, the regular guys and he said he was tired, but that's a, that's a huge thing. So, you know, all the hand wringing of every little loss or the whining of this, that, yeah. or the other that, uh, you know, we've all done to some extent here and there, but you learn to kind of get past that and be like, oh man, like this team could be in a way a very unique team in the Steph Curry era, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, what you're saying is really resonating because, you know, we're old school Warriors fans when it's not like we had never had glimpses of young talent before or what we Anthony thought of glimpses, no. <laughs> Vontigo Cummings, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, pick your year. We found somebody to, yeah. you know, be excited about, but the difference with this team, this organization as it is now, um, and it speaks to the management is that you see a young player and you're like, Oh, this could go somewhere because maybe they know or have at least some idea of what they're doing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because we've seen them take this team to higher levels, right? Where you, we would watch young players back in the day and be like, how are they going to mess this one up? You know? And, and, <laughs> yeah. and that's why people were so hyped about, we believe because that was so unexpected, right? Yeah. For these young guys to come together mm -hmm. and to actually do something, uh, do something well, right? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> it never happened, right? Mm -hmm. And now, you know, it's obviously a victim of our own success in that, uh, you know, this team has been so good for, you know, almost an entire decade. Um, and, you know, again, you know, like I'm a big Giants fan, so the Giants have also had, you know, pretty good decade as well. But you see something like, Buster Posey retiring like these players don't play forever and right. they don't last forever. They don't play at a high level forever. Um, what we're seeing is amazing. And, you know, part of that is the player's dedication to the craft and um, trying to stay at that high level as long as possible. It's the organization mm -hmm. putting it together to try to win for as long as possible, but it doesn't always work out that way. You know, like, um, so I'm I'm really hopeful about this team, about uh, the management trying to do it, do it all right. Like have these young guys contribute to a winning program, right? Mm -hmm. And and it's not a like you said on Christmas, not about threading the needle. It's like right. we're doing it now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's happening now. And so, um, but at the same time, 
we have to appreciate all of that. And, and mm-hmm. also, furthermore, like, uh, we've all been in this pandemic the last two years. Like, uh, what a joy it is to watch these these players play, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a bummer when they don't. Um, so let's just try to keep it in perspective, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, all the stuff like the Denver game being canceled and, and the uproar over that, which, you know, like we've talked about this off off the air. And it's like, yeah, like it's Draymond was right. You know, like if Denver yeah, he wanted to right. play, they they could have played. But this is what it's going to be for the next couple of weeks. Teams are going to have guys out for injury. They're going to have guys out for COVID. Games are going to get canceled. If they can avoid a game that they think they might lose, they'll probably do that in other spots. So it's going to be a, a mismatch. And it's just about weathering the storm and trying to pick up as many wins as you can here and there. And, uh, you know, coming out of this winter, uh, hopefully pretty much where you were, you know, give or take a game or two, the same place you would have been before. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone is going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What else you got? Okay, well, we're looking forward to the playoffs um, because, hey, we're, we're talking about seeding here. Um they're they're clearly one of the top three teams in the West. Uh, kind of the rest of the West is kind of a mess, but yep. um, that's fine with me. Um, so I think that it's proving that Kaminga needs to be in rotation. I know Kerr has, he literally said he's concerned about how to get guys enough minutes, right? And that mm-hmm. they are very deep. Uh, and in the interim, that's going to help. That depth has already helped us through the COVID protocols and it might be a few weeks. It might be another month before we kind of get through, you know, clear on that. But, um, but I think what is clear is that Kaminga needs to be part of that in some way consistently. And, right. you know, it can be 10 minutes, it can be 15 minutes, but um, he needs to be part of it consistently because I think Draymond's right. Draymond's right again, in that this guy can contribute to us now this year. And so if he has consistent minutes now, that means that he will more likely be a contributor come playoff time. There's always people, the rotation always gets shorter in the playoffs, but, you know, he offers something that we don't have. Now, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be polished off and it might mean losing a few games, right? You know, that, that Denver finish, the finish against Denver. You know, one of the reasons he didn't finish very well over Jokic was he was too far 
underneath the basket. Like he was a little bit towards the baseline. Right. If he, he if he had cut at a slightly different angle, he would have been able to rise up yeah. uh, more vertically where he was kind of jumping sideways on that one. You know, so it's like it's like little things like that mm-hmm. that he needs to work on. And but he's only going to be able to do that if he gets those 10 to 15 minutes a game, you know, and it means by playoff game playoff time, it still might only be a eight or 12 minute spurt. But if that means, Oh, he got to the line. Oh, he got the other team into the bonus. Um, he scored six points and grabbed two rebounds, but that's still, you know, we've seen playoff games uh, with this team. It's like all of those things. If you can be on the court and contribute in a playoff game, like, like you need that. Cause like, yeah, Steph, Dre, they can't play the whole game. Like we need these dudes to contribute. And he offers so much in terms of his physicality and his skills. Absolutely, man. And one thing I was thinking about as well was that, you know, appreciating this team this season, but also, I mean, not to get too ahead, but like as as uh, <laughs> very invested long-term fans, it's always wise to take the longer long view and just be like, man, I'm excited for this team next year. You know, mm-hmm. like when you have Kaminga doing this this year and, you know, Moody will be better and knock on wood, Wiseman gets more minutes under his belt and he can stay healthy and you get Clay with more confidence and assurance in his body and the fact that he's going to be more comfortable and get his win back and everything. And, you know, I just, I think this team is going to be a lot of fun to, to watch. And Kaminga is definitely a huge part of that. Not a day goes by, not a game goes by where I'm not just stunned that we end up with Jonathan Kaminga. Right. Mm -hmm. Because even though, he was always seen as raw man. He was always top five, top five in a loaded draft. And at some points last season, they thought he'd be top three, top two, maybe one. Obviously he fell back, but he fell to seven, seven man. And as good as Josh Giddy could be, I'll take Kaminga in a heartbeat. I mean, we talked about this last time a little bit too. Like <laughs> we would take Kaminga over Suggs as well at this point. And remember Suggs was the person we were all pining yeah, for, right? Yeah. Because we wanted that, like he had that, that Warriors vibe, that like Steph Curry basketball camp <laughs> pedigree, <laughs> <You know? laughs> just like Nico Mannion. So that's definitely something that I look forward to. I mean, and there's just so many storylines still continuing, right? There've been, since the beginning of the season, we knew that this was going to be one of the more fascinating NBA seasons, but also specifically Warriors seasons, just because like there were so many players, so many things going on, whether it's, you know, Steph just being Steph breaking Ray Allen's record, which he just did a couple of weeks ago, uh, Clay coming back from his injuries, James Wiseman, seeing how he would do, how Kaminga would develop would Jordan Poole <laughs> be, uh, the same guy and improve on what he did at the end of last season with Draymond get in shape and return to his prime years. And it's just, I don't know. Like there's, there's so many things to pay attention to. And as somebody who talks about the Warriors, like it's just a ton of material, like really, really solid things that get you excited to, to continue to pay attention to. And, you know, (laughs) I don't have to talk about like, 
well, you know, maybe Kelly Oubre Jr. will come off the bench or <laughs> may, maybe he will resign, you know? And I'm like, no, I didn't, you know, like all last year, I was like, no, 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 we don't want that. <laughs> so, um, Maybe, maybe, maybe Brad Wanamaker could be like the adult in the room, like Andre Godala was. <laughs> Talk about yeah, hopes and dreams. Um, but uh, I mean, it's so it's it is it is tricky because we're talking about kind of like savoring the moment and yeah, making yeah. making most of it, but also taking the long view because that was also one of my my resolutions is like take the long view, take the long view, and I think that the organization is doing that. It's hard to stay patient, you know, especially we have this, these um, aging players and um, it's hard to not uh, think, well, we got to do, we got to push all of our chips in and go all in now. Right. Because, mm -hmm. because we are savoring it, we, because yeah. we are appreciating uh, what these players with these core players have done for us. Right. Yeah. Um, and this is our opportunity. Um, but you know, because, <laughs> because one of my resolutions that I kind of went back and forth on and that I didn't necessarily want to even talk about was, um, resolution, don't trade Wiseman. Resolution, <laughs> yeah. trade Wiseman. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> because, and, and, and I think uh, what I, what I landed on is I didn't want to talk about that actually, but I wanted to say, yeah, take the long view for this year and next. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we're fans and the, uh, we're fans because we want to see them win. Right. We want to see, uh, a championship, especially with these players. Um, so I, I I guess, you know, it's hard to fight that impulse to say like, hey, let's go get Miles Turner because uh that that'll give us a better championship mm -hmm. odds, right? right? It's still not a guarantee though, right? So no. I mean I mean that was definitely like prompted like Hollinger brought that trade up again um the other day, I think yesterday. And and so it made me think about that. And it's like, well, if you could guarantee it, would you do it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, we talked about this a few weeks ago. It's like, maybe, maybe like, you know, because we do have Kaminga as like the younger future piece, same with Jordan Poole, and to some lesser extent, Moses Moody. So if you guarantee it, which is impossible. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's impossible. Well, sure, it's a point, sure but... maybe, maybe. But when, when I saw Miles Turner against the Warriors in that Patriots game, I was not impressed and you know i love homegrown talent and i believe in wiseman i've uh, been riding with that dude since uh before the draft and me personally i'm like resolution don't trade wiseman you know don't All do right. anything crazy do you have any others uh i, I mean i got i got a last one and yeah. it, it's kind of in the vein of that it, it's kind of like we the players play to win the organization exists to win um we watch the playoffs because we want to win. I want to see a deep playoff run. Um, yeah. This is, this is, I don't, this is not a resolution. This is a wish, but I want them to have a normal quote air quotes, normal playoffs without qualifiers. Mm -hmm. And, and what I, you know what I mean by that? It's kind of like, Oh, you know, if Kyrie and and, and Love yeah. weren't injured, or sure. oh, if they didn't have KD, you know, it's just like yeah. let's get one without qualifiers, yeah. right? If they could do it with this team, 
right? As it is right now, blending these young dudes with these uh, old vets, right? Imagine the the narrative, the NBA narrative for that. Yeah. Um, and that would be just incredible. And and for it to be a run that isn't like, oh, blah, 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 <laughs> put this guy, put this guy, there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you fill in the blanks of what that what that translates to but. yeah hey man but uh if you go on nba twitter there will always be qualifiers no yes. matter what yeah but no i i feel you man i feel you like i said earlier in the season once once they uh got a quarter way through the season pretty much i am fully invested in wanting to see something special and by something special includes all that right like having like this healthy all-time team that you know, beats other teams that are healthy as well, you know, and mm-hmm. something that uh, you can really hang your hat on and say, wow, like this team, the star players, the front office, they made it work. Last season, it was so easy to kind of roll with certain wins and losses because they were so mediocre, pretty much the definition of mediocre last year. <laughs> but again, earlier this season, once it was like, Hey, all right. This team is like coming together. It's like better than we thought. Then all of a sudden it's like, no, we must beat everybody. Every game that we (laughs) lose is going to hurt. We got to kill Phoenix, all all this stuff. So that investment is going to be, you know, like that's kind of a resolution too. It's like to be invested, but like not to let it uh, really, really get to you. Cause I mean, you and I both, man, we go way back on, on uh, this Warriors squad to the point where it's like, you got to be able to let it go, you know, like let yeah. let certain things go to keep your own sanity and and uh, and whatnot. Uh, but I, I do think, like you were saying earlier, like staying in the moment with this team and also taking the long view. I mean, I, I don't think those are mutually exclusive at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we could be understanding of how good this team could be in a year, in two years, just overall, while Steph is still relatively in his prime, while Clay is still in his prime and while dre hopefully still around but then also just looking at how this team has come together right now and you know those those things that steve kerr always preaches like the mindfulness the joy the competitiveness etc all those things and just understanding that everything is broken right for this team so far pretty much and then if things break right for them in the second half of the season meaning not just health but like clay coming back and wiseman coming back and them solidly contributing to the levels that you hope for then this might be ubris i might be jinxing it but this team will destroy the rest of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> that's it i just ended our title hopes right then and there just kidding well i'll take it i mean you know i that's what we want to see that i mean we want to see that chance and so just stay the course, right? Like, like yeah. let Wiseman get back on the floor with these dudes. Like, well, let's see Clay, and we we got a real opportunity, you know. And and then we're also really lucky too because this is usually like the worst time of the NBA season. It's like January, February, mm-hmm. and we're getting Clay back. Yeah, and then we're gonna get Wiseman back. It's gonna make the next couple of months really interesting oh yeah absolutely you know when usually you're just like limping to the all-star game you know and then and then the march like playoff push or whatever right so yeah um this is this is gonna be good like please people out there like savor this like there's never been a better time there's never been a better time and and i feel like the nba is 
to me, it's better than it's ever been. I just think that the the skill is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, maybe a, a few too many three point sh- shots, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that back a little bit. And I was uh, for so I I was uh, reminiscing about Charles Oakley a little bit earlier today, so I I, I missed that a little bit too. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, but I think the game is in incredible shape, and there's it's uh, the level that people are playing at, and and the skill is is amazing so um just yeah just continue to enjoy this and my my last thing is to sit down and listen to james wiseman's uh uh rap tracks on oh. uh, on soundcloud because he posts about those on his instagram stories yeah, you gotta have other interests man like hey uh just like uh clay talked about when before he got injured all he cared about was basketball and his dog and maybe ig models but uh (laughs) (laughs) maybe (laughs) but uh but he's kind of diversified his interests so uh, you know with the with the boating and whatnot yeah oh and one last one one last one for me which is more personal for this podcast is to actually do more of the video stuff for those y'all listening whenever i record with a guest for a while record video assuming that i was gonna post video but then i stopped because i never posted any of the videos because <laughs> it was just too I, I couldn't find the time or couldn't work it into the schedule so that's something that uh i hope to work into the oakland warriors podcast uh soon very soon anyway. all right gotta work on my background then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, man. Well, thanks for coming on and uh, have a uh, happy and uh, safe new year, man. All things uh, hopefully pointing upwards. Yeah, you too. Happy new year. And to all the folks out there. All right, man. This has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check out Aram on Twitter at Aram Collier, A-R-A-M-C-O-L-L-I-E-R. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com, and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen to the Oakland Warriors podcast. It's produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined and haven't yet, please do leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify because now you can do that on Spotify if you did not know. And leave us a nice review anywhere you can. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. <laughs>